This is Ashley Kelsch, and you're listening to Life Coaching for Modern Renegades, episode number 31. Welcome to Modern Renegades Podcast. This is a life coaching podcast for the person who wants to learn how to lose themselves in the moment, not life circumstances. Each week, we will explore mental and spiritual practices that will inspire you to ask, seek, and heal. They are for the modern renegade. They are for you. Renegades, 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 renegades. How are you today? Me? I'm doing well today. I can say that. I can honestly say that. It's been raining. The windows are getting washed. I always find that to be, I'm like, wait, is that counterproductive? Ah, who cares? It's <laughs> kind of what I thought. <laughs> Someone's doing something out there and I'm all for it. Get after it. Which actually, that's also interesting because our governor announced last night in Texas that business was on hold. But I would think when he said business, he meant specifically like bar hopping and barge happenings on the water. Yeah, it's an interesting place that I live in. It's kind of funny. It's a younger happening kind of atmosphere in Austin, Texas. And when they said bars could be open, you can bet a lot of people were going to the bars. I wanted to see if people were actually going to go to the bars. So what I did was I got in my car the first night they announced it was opening. And of course, I had my windows up because I was like, kind of paranoid, but also like, no one's going to be here. (laughs) Holy catfight. Were there people there? That was the first night. That shit's only ramped up since they announced the openings. Same with on the water when businesses said, hey, you can rent paddle boats and all the other things. It's been like spring break 1992, like Havasu MTV edition. It is crazy. That coming from a recreational person, I just want to say like I just... Just seeing all the people hanging out without masks quite close together and not surprised that they announced today that the bars are closed because the cases in Texas, Austin, are spiking higher and higher every day. You know, I can't really judge it. I mean, I think it's weird because to me, like when I think about that little virus and then going to 6th Street, I'm like, it's like if someone told me there was like several serial killers running loose on 6th Street, I'd be like, why are we going there? Like the murderer is on the street. Like it's here. It's here, guys. Like, what are we doing? But I guess the same could be said about me running around Town Lake or riding my bike. So fuck if I know. Who am I to judge it all? But today, I actually want to talk to you about anger. And I think anger is something that comes up, is around us right now. It's We're seeing quite a bit of it. For me, anger is something that I haven't always been comfortable and cozy with. I don't know about you. Some people just go there and they can go there and it's an emotion that they roll with easily. Not so much here. And so we're going to talk about it today. I want to know from you, do you get angry easily? And I'd love to know your thoughts about anger, but we'll get to that at the end. First, we're going to do what we always do, which is listen to a story that I went through. (laughs) And this is my experience with anger, and I'm going to tell it to you, and then I'm going to tell you why I think we need to understand what's happening in our brain and why we find ourselves angry so that we can gain a little awareness and then use this energy for some good. What do you think? How about that? In April, I decided to participate in a psilocybin ceremony, aka magic mushrooms. Now listen, I'm sure I should probably talk to a lawyer and have some sort of like 
legal specific language to let you know this is in no way me saying go do that. It is an illegal substance. You would definitely be talking to your doctor. You would definitely not be alone. There's a lot for you to go figure out and do and be responsible about that. This is me not advocating for you. Simply just letting you know, that's what I did. Okay. I will also say that for some of you who are maybe interested in that sort of thing, set and setting are very questionable right now. Meaning the state of the world, your emotional well-being, the collective energy, things are chaotic. All of this needs to be considered and you should also not do anything like this alone. So I'm going to say it one more time. I'm not condoning drug use. I'm not supporting it. I'm not suggesting it. And actually, if you listen to this entire story, you'll probably never want to take drugs. What I experienced that day was nothing short of dark and relentless. Sometimes when I hear little wind chimes, I twitch because there was a lot of that that day and I'm still a little twitchy about it. But I had one or two moments of complete consciousness and awareness of just how bad it was. And I attempted to make a U-turn from where my mind was. But the next thought that was just there was, no, this is the direction you're going and it's where you're supposed to go. It's what you need to see. And um, we're not going to label this a bad trip. And so I went on the trip. (laughs) As I started to feel myself take off mentally, I felt there was this invite, if you will, from my social self to go with everyone else, that this is where the fun is. And this is where we want to be with everybody in the fun. And again, this is in my mind, to my essential self. So my social self's like, hey, come on, like, do you hear that music? Let's go over here. This is where the fun is. And my essential self was just not having it. She was thinking, I don't want to go be with everyone else. I'm tired of trying to keep up. I'm tired of trying to be someone else to have their fun. And this social self of mine was sort of struck and taken aback. She's like, wait, you just want to sit here alone? And my essential self was very clear and firm about that. Yes, it's all I've ever wanted. And yet you keep pushing me, pushing me to go have fun, pushing me to be something I'm not, to keep up with something I can't. Why can't we just stay and be? Why am I not enough? So you can imagine where this might be heading. (laughs) I found myself thinking about society and how if you don't quote unquote fit in, to the definition of the normal, you will be cast out of that tribe. I was thinking about how cruel women can be to other women. And there were women that I remembered from my past and experiences that I went through where I felt like no one had my back. Pretty soon I found myself physically crouched on all fours, fending for myself. I saw myself being picked on and preyed on and passed by, left to figure it out on my own and to survive on my own. It was viscerally intense. I couldn't breathe out of my nose because I was crying uncontrollably. My face was covered in mucus and tears, breathing heavy. I sat up and I thought of people that I knew, and I tried to find the women in the tribe that I could learn from, the ones that I could trust. But that my journey of survival, just it wasn't over. And I started thinking about those who have become rejected from society. And I couldn't understand why no one had any understanding or compassion for the homeless and mentally ill specifically that day. That everyone just turns and looks the other way, 
judges them, ignores them. And I felt it was my responsibility to take on their pain, all of it. And so there I was. And y'all, I want you to keep in mind, like I actually was trying to keep notes. I would grab my pencil and journal and note down what I could. So I have, I have several pages of what I was thinking. And some of it was, they don't see your pain. And I do. It's my responsibility. I see you. I'm here. I'm going to hold this for you. I take it on. And, and that I did. I don't know how many hours I spent feeling that pain of being cast out and judged, feeling completely misunderstood, unaccepted and hurt. And this is where things got very dark and quite difficult for me. I peered outside of my window and I saw people in my park and I thought, you're all living a lie. And I was flooded with anger. I was floored with anger. And my room suddenly became very grim. And I looked at my walls and they looked stained and cracked. And my body, I could just feel it harden like a shell. And I started to go through this mental Rolodex of of people that I know. And I began asking myself, where were the people in my life that knew pain? that understood what it meant to struggle. I would think of these people, friends that you guys, I mean, I fucking love my friends and I love my listeners and the community. Like, But that day, I believe that nobody understood the pain and suffering of the world and that they were a part of this tribe, that they've never known suffering and they, they can just live their lives like nothing is happening and everything is just great. And I was so angry and there, again, I would have these moments of consciousness of like reason. No, you, you don't hate them. They're, you're misunderstanding their attentions. And, and then quickly this hardened, angry energy would consume me. And it felt so horrible that I kept trying to just push it away. And I couldn't. It would just take over. And to feel that angry at the world, I felt frightened that I would never not feel it again. I would, ha- like I said, I would have these little moments of like, I will never trust anyone again. I hate everybody. This is horrible. I'll never be the same. And I battled with this side of myself. I could handle and surrender to grief and despair for the world. As painful as that felt to feel those emotions, I was capable and able of riding that wave. But anger and judgment, resentment, like I just couldn't go there. And then suddenly the finger was pointed at me. That angry finger. (laughs) and at the life that I have created to distract myself from the realities of the world, that I was living a lie, that I was pathetic, that I took baths like it was a part-time job and it was an act of a basic bitch. I'm telling you, this shit was dark. And I'll also tell you that I have cut way back on baths since that day. (laughs) Seriously. However, that thought was a bit compelling when I had it. And there was a part of me that thought, you know what, sitting in some cold water might help. And so I ran a tub and the angry one knew it wasn't going to make a difference, but she didn't argue. And so there we were. I had my feet up against the wall and bubbles sliding down my legs and arms. Kind of, I think I was like sort of seeing myself like Maleficent which has everything to do with my kids because there have been some scenes in that movie when she's when she was angry and the look she would give. And they looked at me and they were like, you look just like her. <laughs> so I, I morphed into that <laughs> in my tub. 
And I just surrendered to angry. And the world that I lived in, in my bathroom, the way that I felt and held myself physically was something else. In my mind, the room was filth. Film on the glass from the shower. A drawer was open and towels were on the floor. Everything I looked at, I saw disgust. At one point, I thought I heard someone asking if they could come in. And of course, no, there was nobody here to do that. And I found myself mumbling, now is not a good time. Over and over. Now is not a good time. Once I got out of the bath, I was able to start seeing things just a little less angry. I became aware that what I was experiencing was becoming a little less gruesome. It wasn't over, but I was able to negotiate with my angry self a little bit. I literally asked for permission to wear something soft and to just have a, to take a break. Can we just get a few minutes and not be angry? You know, they say you, you don't get the trip that you want. You get the trip that you need. It took me weeks to make sense of and integrate this new information. And, and what I mean by that is I saw parts of my mind and experienced emotions that, sure, you could say you were highly fucked up, <laughs> blah, 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 here's what's happening. And you can argue that it was all made up, right? But my mind still made that up regardless. And I created that. And the fact that I could create that and see that and live that I really had a hard time believing that I went there like that and that that was a part of my mind. I learned so much about myself that day, but my biggest takeaway has been that by avoiding anger, I've not had my own back. And I've not been listening to the wisdom that is there from that anger, that there is is a voice there that needs to be tended to. You know, at first, I couldn't believe that I could feel that much anger at the world. But, you know, as time has gone on, I'm actually even more surprised to see now that I've allowed for that and I witness it, I am quite angry and agitated. And I'm not sure why that was something that I've I've pushed away for so long, but I see it now and I allow it. I'm like, oh, hey, there she is. What's up? (laughs) So like spending time with my anger, it's allowed for me to find some of these deep wounds. And from that wisdom what I needed to know to understand and understand why I've suppressed and avoided it also showed me that it's okay to feel angry. This vibration in my body, as awful as it is for me, it's not going to kill me. And if I take time to learn from it, I can use it in a useful way and not deplete my emotional resources while I'm at it. I can be guided through anger. I can guide myself through anger. You can guide yourself through anger. But this means you need to take some time to inquire, seek, so you can reveal. We tend to project our anger outward, right? Something externally is happening and we get angry and it goes out. What I want to suggest and recommend today is that we go inward first and find out why it's there. What you need to learn. This doesn't mean the feelings will feel better. But once you understand where this anger is coming from, the message it's trying to tell you, you can move into actionable emotions and get productive from it. Now, don't worry, renegades. You don't have to embark on a dark and relentless trip to process your anger or any other negative feeling. I've done that for us. You're welcome. So get your notes out. I'm going to share with you a basic understanding layout, if you will, of what is happening in the brain and a few steps that'll take you through it. Let's party. Research shows that anger is a juice or fuel needed for action. 
It's a necessary emotion to let you know how to act. However, we haven't been taught that. I'm sure you've all heard, I know I've heard, no one likes an angry woman. Another interesting belief is that you're not spiritually aligned when you're in anger. I don't believe that. But we silence and suppress, not just ourselves, but even those around us. Anger is natural and necessary. You know how I talk about emotions being like notifications on your car dashboard? When you need gas, that cute little gas pump light like brightens up. And if you're like me, you want to play the gas game and see how long you can go, but you know you need the gas. Anger is that notification on your on your car dashboard that's like your engine is overheating, that you need to pull the car over. Anger needs your attention. Anger is letting you know what you need to tend to. Something is happening. Wake up. Listen. Anger and fear both come from our limbic nervous system, which is located in our primitive brain. It's where your survival instincts reside. It's that juicy juice that kept you alive during cave days. The brain doesn't need to operate in survival mode like it did before, but your brain doesn't know that. So when homeboy doesn't call you back or your friend doesn't post enough about Black Lives Matter, your alarms start ringing and you get pissed. Your brain sees a threat and signals a warning. If you don't heed the warning, you will stay in that primitive brain lane and react the way you do when you are angry. This is where that good old fight, flight, or freeze response kicks in. Some of us yell, some slam doors, some fire off tags, some ghost, some turn shit upside down. What's happening is, emotionally speaking, you are getting hijacked. You spin the drain with blame, resentment, judgment, and more anger. It releases all kinds of stress chemicals like cortisol. So not only are you emotionally suffering, but you are wreaking havoc on your physical body. And what's nutso is that we get addicted to this reactionary response. We find ourselves there over and over again. If you can hit pause and face your anger, you can open up to it and find out what it is that you need. I'm going to repeat this again. There's wisdom to be learned from your anger if you take time to understand it. I know for me, anger is sparked when I don't feel like I have control, when I'm powerless, when there's injustice. The anger is there because deep down, there's, I'm in pain. I'm in pain because I care. Anger likes to cover up those feelings. It's easier to feel anger than powerlessness. The anger is there to activate. It's a useful energy. You want to choose a productive way to put it into action. You want to take the opportunity to choose your response. I'm not sure where I heard this, but when emotion is high, knowledge is low, and vice versa. When fear and or anger are present, we want to attend and befriend. You can choose to respond rather than react. You can learn to allow a feeling and not give in to it. Once you start practicing new ways of responding, you start to retrain your brain. You know what I say, shift happens. In order to process these feelings from a clean space, we want to remain free of judgment and take it one thought at a time and have a lot of compassion. This means creating supportive thoughts to guide you through processing the painful thought as well. So I want to invite you to pause Think back to a moment where you were last angry. Maybe it was with your partner, your kids, the news anchor. Go back there for a moment. What was being said? What is the other person doing? 
What does this other person see you doing? What is your thought? Now, what's happening in your body? How are you holding yourself physically? Where are you feeling this anger? Describe that. Remember, this is where you want to narrate detail. How does it move? Fast, slow, heavy, light? Does it have a color? Is it in your chest? Where is it coming from? Can you sit with that and hold space? Why are you hurting? Do not rush the feelings, but instead allow them. And again, hold yourself here with compassion, renegades. This process may not seem or sound like it has much impact, but here's what's happening. You're moving from being in the experience of anger, which is located in the primitive brain, and you're observing it from the modern brain, that prefrontal cortex. Now, now you're the watcher. This subtle shift, believe it or not, not only gives you authority over what is happening, it gives your brain and body some relief. I think back to moments as a mother where I've absolutely lost my shit. My son's Xbox, it should have come with a warning label. Ashley, side effects may include years of rage, screaming, threatening to break things, like said Xbox, possibly breaking said Xbox, and feeling absolute shame and embarrassment over your behavior, and hating everything that Xbox stands for. Except for the one advertisement you saw in 1998 that said, at least you will know where he is. There has been very little question as to where my son was and probably currently is. Ugh, I fucking hate Xbox. Anyway, it would seem out of body and afterwards, like... I mean, I look back and I'm like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. It's I just cringe. Another thing that I've mastered, and I should probably do a full episode on this, is like I have, after momming for 20 years, I have learned the art of apologizing to my kids. It's genuine and honest too. I do not make it up. I'm not like, oh, hey, I'm sorry about that. I'm like, oh my God, I am so sorry. And here's why. Anyway, that's another one. I've, <laughs> in addition to this, uh, learning the art of apologizing, I have been I have been learning the art of not losing my shit, which requires and takes a lot of practice. One might be grateful to have children because I get to practice this a lot. And you know what? It feels really fucking weird. I'm not going to lie. The not getting angry part and losing my mind. My brain thinks yelling and freaking out is the most effective, easy answer. And the truth is, it's not. <laughs> we don't know this, but rewiring the software takes time. <laughs> I think if I was being filmed, do you know, like, this? so <laughs> I think you would be able to see where the new program is running, but it's not operating at peak performance. It gets a little glitchy, like one of those fembots that's like, you know, the wires, there's like a short circuit. Most recently, Nick and I had been going back and forth about online college courses. His plans were canceled. So I'm like, hey, what's the new plan? Okay, you're going to sign up for online college courses. Awesome. Why don't you just do that in Austin? Because we're here. And he's like, well, because ultimately I want to be in College Station to go to school with all of my friends. So I just want to sign up for that one. I surrendered. I was like, cool. If you're that passionate about it, make it happen. And you have until this date. Otherwise, I'm taking over. Said date rolls around. I brought it up. He hadn't followed through. This conversation happened in my kitchen. I know, I know exactly where I was standing. I can see my hands on the island. 
I see him sitting across from me. My daughter's at the other side of the island between us. The look on her face after he replied with, yeah, I don't know why, but I haven't, I didn't sign up yet. (laughs) It's so clear in my mind. (laughs) I stood there as I felt this tidal wave of anger and disbelief, along with mm, no less than 45,000 thoughts crash over my body. And I took this really long (laughs) breath. I just like, I was all... And I decide, y'all, I'm telling you, I think my kids were fucking terrified. And by the grace of God, I was able to remember this new belief that I've adopted, which is observe your reaction, choose your response. And I noticed the thought that was causing the anger. And on the other side was another thought. It was the opposite thought. And in between was the space. I call this space the gray area, and I'm I'm really learning, trying to play in the gray. I call it, I'm learning to play in the gray. I thought, you know, things don't have to be so black and white. Like, okay, I don't have to be like super angry, and I don't have to be super whatever. And I don't want to lose my shit right now, but I'm not going to be happy about this. So where am I? Where am I in the gray? Where is there room to play here? I asked him if he noticed anything about me in that moment. And he said, yes, you're not saying anything. And I asked him, what was our deal? And he replied with, that I would handle it. And I said, what happens if you don't? He said, I have to apply in Austin. And I said, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to sign up right now. And (laughs) you could see me breathing deeply, but I, like, you could see my body breathing. I hadn't moved still, but I'm just, I'm just heavily breathing and he's looking at me like another moment goes by, but and he doesn't take his eyes off of me. And he just sort of like moves his hands over to the computer and slowly starts to register. <laughs> I cannot begin to tell you uh, how much less exhausting that and stressful that was compared to my usual unhinged reaction. I mean, night and day experience. I share that with you as a very lighthearted way, because candidly speaking, with everything going on, we are all feeling and experiencing a lot of emotions right now. And they're very heavy. They're very heavy. And it's hard to navigate these even in the easiest of circumstances. And right now is a difficult time. And I think personally, though, this is a beautiful time for us to not bypass spiritually. And we can do this work. And I want, to, I want to invite you to attend and befriend your anger. I want to invite you to pause when you're feeling this anger, agitation, or rage, and turn in to inquire and seek so you can reveal what it is that needs tending to. I want you to find out what the feeling is that you're avoiding and activate from there. And I, I think if we can practice these, this in small moments and meditate on it, that I know it's going to rewire your brain and it will start to show up in other areas. All right, my loves, I'm wishing you all a peaceful, sweet week, renegades. I really am. I hope that you stay safe. And that is it. That's all I've got. All right. Take care. Renegades, thank you for tuning in this week. If you're enjoying this podcast, please let me know head on over to Apple Podcasts and show it with a five-star rating and review. 
You can also head on over to my website, ashleymkelsch.com to sign up for my newsletter, leave your questions or comments, and just connect with me directly. I look forward to hearing from you.